Welcome to the Mom Boss Motivation Podcast. I'm your host, Cheryl. I'm so happy you're here to hear about that mom boss life. I'm finally following that feeling that I've always had in my heart that I'm just meant for more and just going for it. We will dive into different experiences, talk to fellow mom bosses and friends to strengthen our journeys to awesomeness. Thank you for listening. And remember, every day is an opportunity to grow. So grow and get it. Hope you enjoy this week's episode. Love you. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Mom Boss Motivation Podcast. I'm so happy you're here with me. Uh, this week is um, we're coming up on Labor Day weekend. And today, September 4th, when I'm recording this, it's um, my son's seventh birthday. So I thought in honor of my son, um, I'm dedicating this podcast um, along with my mom because every podcast is dedicated to her. Um, To my son, my middle child, his name is John, but we call him Jack because we needed... um, my son, my husband's name is John, so we wanted to name, call him Jack. So, yes, that can get a little confusing. At school, he likes to be called John, and at home, we call him Jack. So, sorry for all that confusion, everyone, but it's totally normal. Like John F. Kennedy, his, um, they called him Jack. Um, so, that's one of the big famous ones, and I have met people who have sons and their name is Jack too and or their name is John and they call him Jack so I want to talk about Jack today and the day seven years ago when I gave birth to him because it was his birthday so every mom has a labor story and I love hearing their labor stories and I want to connect with other moms who want to share their labor story um I've he is my second child and he loves baseball my husband is a Dodger fan and so you could say my son's a Dodger fan and but he loves all of baseball He loves um, the Chicago Cubs. He loves the New York Yankees. He just loves watching baseball and he loves watching the game um, and learning about it. And he's only seven years old and he can talk to you full on baseball all day. And he will watch a game through for nine innings and I don't know a lot of adults that can do that um but yeah he's practicing his pitching and batting at the same time but um he knows what's going on and it's just crazy like last year he just got this itch for wanting to watch baseball with his dad and so that's what they do and I think it's total like Yeah, I guess he's learning a lot, but at the same time, I'm like, oh my god, that's such a waste of time. But, oh well, that's something he likes to do, um, and do what you love, and I'm glad he's learning along the way. 
So, um, he loves baseball. Uh, he also loves watching those ninja games and he, um, climbs all over the house and all over the furniture. So it's like the American Ninja Warrior. He's probably going to be on American Ninja Warrior Jr. Um, or maybe American Ninja Warrior when he grows up. So he loves, um, he's fascinated by parkour and just jumping all over the place. And he was, he saw some of the kids like climbing walls in their house. So then he started climbing walls on their house. Our house is not huge, so he totally messed up our walls. But it's okay. Still love him. And then he's like my stubborn child, too. He challenges me with distance learning, um, and I can't wait for him to go back to school. He's such a lovable guy. He um, is like the mayor of his classroom. He knows everyone's name, and he wants to have everyone feel like they belong so I love that of him and he's always looked up to his sister um who's about 22 months older and um so I got an interruption but also yes my son always wants to keep everyone like in his arms, in his group. So this, um, quarantine thing has been very hard on him. And I feel like he thinks that we put it on him as his parents. And it's really hard to explain every day why I'm his teacher, but we're working on it. And I just think he, um, misses his dad always. And um, we can figure it out. And my dad helps out a lot with him now with the distance learning. So it will be fine. Right? Mama's friends. Um, so I just wanted to tell my son, I love you. Happy birthday. Seven is a big age. Now you're supposed to tie your shoes. Now you're supposed to do a lot of things. Make your bed. Um, and just still be you. Be loving. Um, be stubborn. Be ninja loving. <laughs> be baseball loving. Love everything. And uh, the world is at your fingers. And mama just wants you to know that. And mama loves you a thousand times when when and if you listen to this um but I just want to use this podcast as my platform for my family and um other mamas out there that have children that just are similar to my child and going through similar things so um happy birthday Jack mama loves you So on to his labor story, because I know mamas love this. Um, I've had two C-sections and a natural birth. It was a cesarean. It was a VBAC, a vaginal birth after cesarean, which was like huge in, um, at our hospital. I, I feel like everything happened for a reason. Um, I had a gynecologist who was 
um, like had to have a leave of absence and then another gynecologist stepped in and you know moms that's always difficult because you have your favorite person and then you trust them to do everything and then they change but it was a good change and my doctor I just remember so much and I missed her for my second my third baby but um she moved out of town and she came in there like the first time we met she was like so do you want another cesarean or do you want to do a v-back so you have to decide and you got to tell me and I said I kind of want to do a v-back and then she's like well do you want to do it or not so like I made the decision I did in my heart want to do a v-back because with my daughter I dilated to 10 centimeters but she didn't go down the canal enough and then she pooped and meconium and yeah that was that so then I had to have an emergency c-section and that was the scariest thing of my life because my doctor looked at like a different doctor looked at me and she looked like oh my god like in her eyes you can say it was like oh my god am I is is this baby gonna live so yeah that was my daughter and she's such a fighter and she's still a fighter um so that was that but with my son I wanted to do the vaginal birth after the c-section and all you mamas know like once you have a c-section they tell you you need to have a c-section or because you've had a c-section there's a chance for rupture and all these cautions and um percentages and all that stuff but I really wanted to have a vaginal birth because I heard that it's like the best thing ever um so I wanted to do that as a mom and as a woman I wanted to have that chance in my life to have a vaginal birth so we go to September third because that's when I started having contractions 2011 I can't do math 2013 and I started having really bad contractions like uh the worst cramps like a body is coming out of your body um and so I told my husband and we started timing them and We went to the hospital, which was like 30 minutes, 45 minutes away. We got there and they're like, oh, you're not, you're fine. You're just having contractions and you're not dilated enough. So you need to go home. (laughs) And yeah, my husband was not very happy because it was like in the middle of the night. And um, then we had to drive all the way back home. But these were like the worst cramps in the world. Um, And yeah, I felt like the baby was coming. I think it was near his due date. And they stripped my membrane. So yeah, I felt like he was coming already. And then, so I went home, tried to go to sleep. It was like 3 o'clock in the morning. I tried to go to sleep, tried to go to sleep. And I finally fell asleep. And then when I woke up, it was like super bad cramps, super, super, even worse than before. So yeah, I was like, hello. So then I got one of those exercise balls and I started like 
sitting on it, trying to open it up. And like all of a sudden you hear, oh my God, my water broke. It was like a movie. But then I had all the, um, I had all the knowledge of not rushing to the hospital again. And then I wanted to make sure I took a shower and just was clean for everything. And then, so we went back to the hospital. I had really bad contractions. Like it was really bad. I remember. And that's why I think you get amnesia when you're after you give birth, because why would you have children again? If you had the, that pain, So when he got to the hospital, they checked me again. I was already like five or six centimeters. And I was like, yes, because yeah, they're not going to send me home again. So then we got into the room. They set me up, um, put my IVs on and I got an epidural because I didn't want to feel any more pain. Um, so yeah, I got the epidural and then it slowed it down. Um, Now that I'm looking back at it, if I probably didn't get the epidural, but who knows, um, I might've had the baby faster, but it probably really would have hurt a lot. Um, so that's what happened. I went through, I went through the going to 10 centimeters and, um, then it was time to push. I loved all my nurse, she was with me the whole time. I think they're very cautious about VBACs because um, of the possibilities of rupturing. Um, But she was with us the whole time, monitoring everything the whole time. Everything was good the whole time. So the whole time, um, I think I took a nap, but I don't remember. And then it was time to push. And So in the room was my husband, my mom, because she was a former midwife in the Philippines, and then my doctors and the nurses. So I was pushing, I was pushing, and my mom was like trying to push my stomach, and then I was getting mad at my mom, and then my husband was getting mad at my mom. And so, yeah, it was just like a stressful moment, like, oh my God, I have to push a human out of me. And then... It was just like, I think it took an hour and a half to push and eventually I got a fever and that wasn't good. So they put ice on me and they gave me oxygen and all this stuff. But I was determined to push that baby out because again, the doctor was like, do you want to get a C-section or do you want to have a beep? Do you want to have this baby right now? Um, And I was like, I want to have this baby right now. And so then I pushed him out. And it was the best thing ever. Um, I felt so accomplished as a woman (laughs) that I could push a baby out, that I did my job, right? And I just felt so strong. And after, I was so hungry. So we ate Del Taco. No shame in telling you that I ate chicken tacos from Del Taco because, you know, you don't eat the whole time you're in labor. So I was so hungry. I ate Del Taco. I was so happy they were getting the baby doing all what he needed to do and we went to our recovery room and then we got settled in my husband fell asleep I was trying to fall asleep um 
but yeah, like I was really happy and, um, I was breastfeeding and yeah, it was just so much easier the second time. The first time you're like totally freaked out. Um, but the second time was, it was a really good experience. Um, hence why we had a a third baby. Um, so that was that we were in our recovery room and then, um, like a few in the middle of the night, they're like, we're taking your baby. And I was like, what? Um, so yeah, that was tough. They just took the baby and I was like, okay, because I had the fever when I was, um, in labor or pushing him out, they wanted to be precautious and make sure he didn't have an infection or anything. So they took him into the NICU and if any other mamas had NICU babies, I feel you because my first baby was in the NICU and my second baby was in the NICU. So it was really sad to, um, to just watch the baby, like a full grown baby in there and trying to breastfeed, trying to, and then all my kids got jaundice. So we had to deal with, um, being under the light, making sure they pooped and getting their bilirubin low. Um, so yeah, deal dealt with all of that, but all my babies are fighters and I'm so proud of them for fighting out of that. And I'm so proud of me for sticking through it. It was such an emotional time. Your hormones are all messed up and I probably cried like a million times, um, when they're in the NICU and then, um, yeah. So, um, that's the labor story and I'm sticking with it and I can't believe I did it. And, um, I just want to encourage you mamas to share your labor stories with your children, with your girlfriends, with me. If you want to share it on this podcast, send me a message. I would love to hear your labor story, especially if it's really, really fun. Um, but yeah, it's like that shows the strength of mothers. Like we're very strong beings and we need to like step into that power because we gave life, um, we grew life, um, we can be life and to all those mamas who feel like very tired right now, very stressed, very overwhelmed, just remember you were under that type of situation and you freaking handled it, but you got help and you got help to handle it. Like you have your parents, you have your mom friends. Um, we have our, uh, virtual gatherings. Um, so don't, don't be alone. Um, reach out to your girlfriends, reach out to everyone, um, ask for help. Um, and I'm sure they'll, they'll be there with open arms. You can also reach out to me. I'll be here with open arms and I'm here to just like be your encourager, be your support because I know sometimes it is hard to find support and, or just reach out for it. So that's this week's story. And I'm so glad I put it on tape on tape that's so old school. Um, I put it on this podcast. I'm recording it on zoom. Um, I'm just so happy that I 
had the chance to share it. I've shared it with my friends and it's just different sharing it with people you don't know. So, um, I hope you all had a happy Labor Day weekend because it's after Labor Day and ready for fall because we all should be ready for fall and those pumpkin spice lattes. And I also wanted to invite you to the Mom Boss Mentality Fall Virtual Retreat. Yes, it's virtual this year because obviously all the things going on. Um, but I have some awesome partners. I have um, Liz Stankis, the Busy Mama Nutritionist, who's going to give us nutrition tips. I have Elegant Journals, who's going to provide the Just One Thing journal for every participant. I have Dee Dee, um, and she's the Happy Mama, and she's going to um, provide some spa things and just provide some um, some information on all of her products. I have Heather, who's so awesome, and I met her um, during COVID, and she's going to provide this anti-aging mask, and I have... Veronice and she's going to provide um, some spa products that she makes at home um, and I'm a new partner is Allison Almond the organization maven who's a professional organizer and we all need organizing in our life in different areas but she um, and she'll be available at the retreat and be a participant so I'm so excited to welcome you all to the Mom Boss Mentality Retreat. If you know a mama who needs a retreat, you can buy her a um, a pass to the retreat. And it's all available on my website. I will link it in the notes so you can have that. I also have it on my Instagram at Mom Boss Motivation. And the link is in the bio. But... I just want to thank you again for being part of the Mom Boss Motivation Podcast family. And I hope you can join me at the upcoming retreat or your mama can join me at the upcoming retreat because it's going to feel like a like you just came out of a spa at the end of it. It's going to be transforming. It's going to be epic. And last week I messed up in saying I'll give you your money back. But I will give you your money back if you didn't have a good time. Um, I'm putting all of my energy into this. And I really want to see more mamas out there taking advantage of this event. And it's just going to be life-changing. So I will talk to you next week. Bye. Thank you so, so much for listening to the Mom Boss Motivation Podcast. This and every episode is dedicated to my mama. She is dedicated to her children and always works hard. I love you, mama. Follow me at Mom Boss Motivation and join my free Mom Boss Motivation community on Facebook. Talk to you next week. Bye, loves.